the show. This is Erica Glessing, and I am so amazingly delighted today. I have an amazing attorney. She's a mediator, which means she actually encourages you not to hire an attorney, which I was stunned when I first met her. And we've been working together on podcasts since 2018. We've become friends. I'm so delighted to share with you uh, attorney, top divorce attorney in the United States. She's the host of Divorce and Beyond, a newer podcast. And she's built an online mediation system, which means technically she doesn't have to go out of the house, which is wild. So welcome, Susan Guthrie. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Erica, for having me on. This is so much fun. You know, uh, oh, first, just tell us what part of the country you're in. I am actually located in Chicago, but uh, work every day with people all around the world. Is your heart still in California? <laughs> My heart is absolutely still in California. Moving from La Jolla, California to Chicago, Illinois has been a difficult transition. Well, and you know what? You got a great husband. It's all probably worth it. <laughs> he, that's what I say. I People are like, why would you do that? I'm like, well, I actually like living with my husband. His job exactly. is in Chicago. So, exactly. but I, as you know, I go back to California as often as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. And just another little uh, tidbit on my amazing guest. You have, you have triplets you've raised, right? You're a stepmom to triplets. Is that right? I am. David has, uh, well, they're all 22 right now. They were five years old when I met their dad. So wow. I've been around in their lives for a long time. Yeah, I know. When I look at the, well, first, maybe we'll just chat a little bit about divorce and, and how you see sort of healing from divorce before. We, I mean, we're going to talk about online mediation, of course, because it's so cool that you've built a whole system of working without leaving your house, which I think is so cool. But uh, when I met you, I was stunned at all the resources that were available. So maybe let's just do a quick hello to people who might be going through a divorce. What are some of the resources that they may just not know about? Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the, the boons of our technological world that we live in today. Back when I first started practicing as a divorce attorney, which I hesitate to say was 30 years ago. <laughs> but back in those days, you know, the old fashioned, everyone lawyers up and you go to court and you litigate it. That was really the only method. And we have so much more available to us, not just in methods to get divorced like mediation, but we also have resources, you know, left and right. Things like you mentioned, my podcast, Divorce and Beyond. You know, I take, I've done this for 30 years. I have, I know some of the top experts in the world on topics that are related to divorce and they are kind enough to come on and share their knowledge and expertise on my show, that in and of itself is something that people would normally be paying hundreds or thousands of dollars for. And that's just one resource. You know, there are- I know. You know, yeah. you know that made me think of, Susan, I was, I was just having a little tiny twinge of Rolodex envy. And, <laughs> and one of the people I want to let you guys know that Susan did introduce me to is a dating and matchmaking expert. And she helps people even if you've been divorced, right? So- Oh, 75% of her clients have been divorced. Bella Gandhi. Yes. I mean, then Bella- that's an is, episode, right? On your yes. show? Yes. Yeah. Bella asked about, are you ready to start swiping? How to get out there and date after divorce? Because, you know, that whole, the, for many people who are getting divorced, dating has changed 
since they did it the last time. Right, right. Like when we did it the last time, uh, not to name names, we didn't have cell phones maybe, or if we did, texting wasn't a thing yet. Or, you know, it was like, it was before all of this stuff. And I remember my kids are like, mom, how did you even date without a cell phone? (laughs) (laughs) And that's, I think it's interesting because the younger generation has never dated the way we dated back in the olden days. You had to actually actually meet someone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And and you spoken to them in person before they've ever, you've ever gone out on a date. So yes, Bella is amazing. Bella is yeah, wonderful. I just, I just had to go there. You know, when I think about your Rolodex, I, I'm just like, it's just amazing the people that you bring to the table with your podcast. Talk a little bit about that, like how a podcast lets you kind of reach out across everything and reach out to people who are at the top of their game. Yeah, and that's been really one of the the highlights of having a podcast is, you know, when I was in a full-time legal practice, I was in a rather affluent area. So my clients were able to hire some of the top experts in the world for their cases. So I got to know a lot of those experts. Um, And, you know, the the level that these people are operating at is, you know, really this type of information that's not available generally to anyone. And so, but I've gotten to have, you know, personal relationships with a lot of them. I've, I've done that for a long time and they are, people want to help other people I find. And so when I reach out because there's a topic or there is something that I think is going to be helpful to my listeners, I have never had one of my experts say, no, I'm not going to take the hour to help you create an episode to help people. And I just want to like pause for a minute for people who are, for the entrepreneurs who are growing their businesses, because when you build a podcast, even if you haven't even started it yet, if it's just a name and you have an entity and you're just building your interviews, you should really reach out to people that turn you up and turn you on and and make you happy because the odds of them saying no are actually people really like helping others. Yeah, it's... You know, the story I always tell about stretching to, to ask people to come on, I have always followed um, one of the top social uh, media marketers out there. Um, his name's Jeff Bullis, and he has something like over 5 million followers on Twitter, and his niche is really social media marketing. But he put out a post about a year ago, a blog post that was about resilience in the face of difficulty. And I thought, wow, what great content. So I reached yeah. out to him in an email and asked him to come on the show. And Just in, cold? Just cold. I never had met him. I just got his tweets. I followed him. <laughs> five million people follow him, right? He got back to me in less than five minutes. It turns out He's in Australia, clear across the world. He immediately came on the show. He then shared on the show that the reason he wrote that blog post was because his longtime romantic partner had unfortunately recently committed suicide. And he was sharing how being resilient in the face of that, you know, and what lessons he had learned. I mean, the depth of his sharing was so emotional. I didn't know any of that when wow. I read yeah. and and that's something that I teach too as you know like following your intuitive guidance like that's so important but let's go ahead now and really talk about the going from attorney in an office 
to just being able to work from, you know, to really geographic independence. I mean, really, you've got now geographic independence. So let's talk about shifting that because, and, and I'm certain like most of my guests may not be attorneys. I mean, most of my listeners, but I'm sure almost all of them are entrepreneurs. Many of them have had to work in office environments. Tell us a little bit about how you envisioned that and what, what happened with that. And, and maybe even really just let us know a little bit about the training itself. Like what is that? Yeah, it's been honestly one of the best experiences of my life having to transition to an online format, but it started out of necessity because I started moving around the country and clients were back where I used to live right. and I needed some way to reach out to them. So I started you know, meeting with people online and then found, and this is something I would encourage anyone listening to think about. So I had always been a divorce attorney and a mediator. So I learned how to do those things online. But what also became apparent to me is then there were different ways I could take my expertise and help people in different ways. So I started a coaching business where I do legal coaching. I have different programs where I train other professionals in doing what I do. Well, you've even, um, I think you've even taught attorneys how to do social media, if I recall. I do. I have a <laughs> online webinar where, because I have a fairly large following on my Instagram account, they find that fascinating. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. And so, you didn't, I mean, just like three, four years ago, you weren't that. I, a year and a half ago, I had you know, 16 people who were following me and they were all related to me. <laughs> I have my, I have my two daughters, Izzy and, and Maddie are my two followers on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I usually, I was on Instagram just to, to stalk my poor stepchildren. So I knew what they exactly, were doing. Exactly. Now they, they like double tap my posting. And they, you know. So I will say they are the ones who taught me what I know about social media. Yeah, I know. I had actually, I actually posted something on Instagram the other day and then I didn't know how to delete it. It's because uh, I had written like one of the things got typoed that was really important. Like life was like lice. Oh. <laughs> so I love that, some of the typos. Yeah, I love the typos. So I go, I go, Maddie, come here. I just gave her my phone and I'm just like, can you, can you delete this for me? But I, you know, I learned about it from Facebook. I got up to 60,000 because what happened was I was working in, actually it was in 2004, it was or 2007, 2008, it was in real estate. My physical neighbor, like the woman who I see every day at the school, we have kids. She Facebooks me and Facebook was brand new to sell her house. No. She goes, she goes, will you come over and sell me? I mean, she, it was just really like a, you know, like she would never pick anyone else. Right. Cause we're friends and she trusted me and all that stuff. And she, yeah. I was, that was a past career, but it was so funny. Like I went, okay, I'm losing all my resistance to Facebook. And then I built some of my author, you know, followings. On. I just went, okay, you know, show me, I just kind of like lost my resistance to social media. I'm like, if it's going to be where people are more comfortable, you know, direct messaging me than seeing me in person and talking about something that maybe they want to hire me for that maybe is too personal. It's even maybe too personal to say in person. Isn't that weird? And then but, they just feel safer emailing you or texting you or DMing you than they would. Uh, that's when I just said, okay, social media, right? <laughs> You know, I think for professionals today, 
that if you have any type of business that that is outreach to the public at large you have to consider that social media you know i have a whole bunch of stats on this but social media is how people communicate today as you were just saying so if you want to communicate and let people know that you're offering services or selling things or doing things you have to find a way to reach them and certainly you have to pick the right platform you know, it, LinkedIn is better for professionals than Instagram, which might be a different demographic, yeah. but you and, have um, to get online. Something I learned from my podcast, uh, because we have so many streaming listens, right? So yeah. we'll have like, I have like 50,000 downloads and, you know, I've eclipsed 1 million streaming listens on the Erica Glessing show. And then I think your shows all together have probably probably there might be at 4 million streaming listens. I mean, we might yeah. be able to extrapolate I mean, that. We, yeah. We are yeah, well over 3 million. So. Yeah. And, and these are, these, these are like the lurkers, like they're the lurkers and then they hear you and then they come a little closer and then they hear you a little bit closer and then they go, huh, that really resonates for me. And you know, I really need that person to help me. Like I want that person to help me. So talk a little bit about how you can get clients from the online presence talk a little bit about that because you've really been successful in getting hired to moderate panels and people reach out to you like crazy just because you have this presence talk a little bit about that i think there's a big confusion among people it's not a direct ad you know like it's oh, not yeah. something i can like just place it's not it's not seo i can pay for it's like okay, I'm just going to do a podcast or I'm just going to have a social presence. Talk about like getting that bridge from people to actually sign up for your stuff. Yeah. And that's actually a very significant um, factor. And I hardly ever pay for advertising on social media. So you're a hundred percent correct. What I have found is that if you connect with people through your account or connect with people through your podcast, when they listen to you or when they see your posts or your IGTVs or your Facebook Lives, they start to feel that they know you and they also get a chance to know your approach to whatever your particular area of expertise is. Um, they get to know you as a person, your sense of humor a little bit, um, and they feel more comfortable than especially you know i'm dealing with people in times of trauma for the most part at least on the divorce side of my business and you know they want to reach out to someone that they feel they already have a connection to so through my podcast through my social media where i share some of myself but also just my philosophy and expertise they feel they've already vetted me they feel they already know you. And so it makes it that much easier. Plus you are now top of mind and I can't you know, emphasize that enough as well. People may you know, note what you put out there but not need your service at that moment. But if you're a constant stream and then suddenly they know someone in my case who's getting divorced or wants help getting their practice online or needs to learn social media marketing, They'll go, oh yeah, you know, Susan, I just, that's right. I just heard her podcast or I just saw her Instagram feed and she said something about that. So it's your chance to establish yourself as an expert in your area. I need to ask you one more question about, um, 
your podcast has been so successful. And when you started your new one, you went in there with some advertising. You had some people that were like, had your back before you had one audience. Like you didn't even, like you didn't have one download yet. And people are like, I want to give you money for this. So let's just talk a little bit about that holy grail of, of podcasting when people start sponsoring you. And what did that, what was that like for you energetically? Like how, how did that match up for you? Because I know you've read some, it seems like your sponsors you do conferences with. Like, it seems like they're people that you really support in the world. Uh, you, you know, there's advertising, but it seems like with you, it's a little bigger than that. Like, you really recommend them to your clients. Yeah, I have to. That's a great question because I don't ever have a sponsor that isn't a product or a service that I don't believe in because I do know that people who are listening to my show are putting some trust in me. And I have to thank, you know, my, some of my sponsors like Fair and Hello Divorce and Gabrielle Hartley. Um, they have been amazing in following me over from my prior podcast. And they are the ones who plunked down dollars on the table and said, Susan, we believe in you. We believe in what you do. And, and we believe in helping your people, your listeners. So they all came on board and sponsored from day one with, with Divorce and Beyond. They have all re-upped their sponsorships. So that to me, and, and they've said to me, you know, that it's been of great value to them. And I think that that's because if you're going to take sponsors on your show, take time to find the sponsors that are companies that you are, you can get behind um, because that then comes through to your listeners. But I will tell you, I don't seek out sponsors. People are coming to me constantly. My show's only been out for three months and I have sponsors, brand new sponsors going out for the next six months. So all, all new. It's amazing. I'm just like, I'm just holding up that like bench press thing that you pull up above your head and I'm going, say, like you're like amazing. Like you, and, and, and what I love about it, Susan, is it's always been focused on how you can help people learn and how you can help people grow. And you, you give people these resources. I mean, I swear, like for me, divorce was a long time ago, but it's like, we don't, when you're in a divorce, you go into deer in the headlights and you feel isolated and you just don't feel like there's all these resources for you. Co-parenting for the toxic ex, you know, all these interesting topics. How do you get through the holidays, you know, when you're co-parenting and what do you do about the pets? I mean, you've come up with these topics that just like, <laughs> I just like, I just go, how did you think of that? But I guess what I'm saying is, it's winning for you, but it's also really winning for the audience. Well, that's what I, that's what I love about podcasting, putting aside, you know, the creativity that I'm allowed to have and, and the enjoyment I get out of interacting with my guests. One of the things I know as a divorce professional for 30 years is that the number one emotion people feel is fear when they're going through the process. And I know, I know what those pain points are. I know what they are afraid of because I help people through it. So yeah. what I do for each show is try to identify one of those specific areas that I know there are people out there struggling with and then bring them actual actionable information that they can use to right. get out of that place or move right. forward or not be so afraid. Right. So that's a big focus of my show. And I always ask my guests, you know, 
yes, you may have a program or a book, but what tip would you give people right now that are listening that they can go and implement that's going to help them move past this particular issue? That's just gold. I'm so excited. You know, I understand you have an online training coming up. Now, this would probably be for law professionals on mediation online. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about that event and then share how we can reach you and find out more about you? No, thank you, Erica. Yes, so I do training. One of my beyond the podcast and my divorce practice, I train other divorce professionals, but also just attorneys, mediators, other neutrals in how to conduct their practice online because my practice is entirely online. There are a number of benefits beyond convenience to doing that. And so, so many people were interested. I've turned it into a program and it's a two hour program. I do it both one-on-one personal training through Zoom and I also do webinars. My next webinar is coming up on March 27th. Um, and will be, I think it's at 12 noon Eastern, and people can get information about that at learntomediateonline.com, which is my training program. And then if people want to reach out, um, I have my one website with all my resources is Susan at Divorce in a Better Way, divorceinabetterway.com, or the podcast. I really encourage people um, to listen to the podcast. That's divorceandbeyondpod.com. I love it. Thank you so much for coming, Susan. Thank you for having me, Erica. This, this was great fun. 